Good morning, Town and Field Church. My name's Nathan. If you don't know me, it's a pleasure to be leading you in song this morning. If you'd all stand with us.
into relationship with you, God. What we couldn't do on our own, you made a way through your son. And we're thankful for that. Oh, praise his name. Oh, praise his name. Thank you, Jesus. God, we're thankful for so many ways in which your kingdom is extending into Langley. God, we're so God, I feel so full of anticipation to hear stories this morning, God, of how you're engaging with people who in so many ways feel so distant from you, but yet because of the reality of the cross and the empty tomb and the coming of the kingdom, God, you're moving towards people, and we're thankful for that. Come on in Jesus' name. Come on, amen, amen. So good to see you this morning. My name is Catlin, one of the pastors here. Why don't we take a minute, just find someone you maybe you don't know, and say hi, good morning, how you doing?
It's going to be good. The, uh, y'all, December is on Friday. I don't know if you know that. Either your joy went up or your anxiety went up. Something happened right there, hey? December is going to be full. So can, I want to run some stuff down for you. Is that okay? couple things going on because next Sunday we begin Advent. Advent is a Latin word that means coming. And so it's a season where we anticipate this waiting. And for Israel, it's a waiting for the Messiah, this promised Messiah. And so we engage in this season of Advent, longing for this, this coming of this Messiah and all that that means for us. And so we begin a new series next Sunday called For All to See. And it's an Advent series, and we're so looking forward to that. We've partnered uh, with a couple of our friends, uh, with Pastor Jeremiah at Passion Church in Vancouver, and Every Nation at their Surrey Satellite Campus with Pastor Matt Johnson, and, uh, and ourselves doing this series called For All to See. And Pastor Matt Johnson is going to kick us off next Sunday uh, in our Advent series. And so... Very much looking forward to that. And for kids, right after service, for parents in the room, uh, our, our Next Gen team has some Advent packages and activity packages uh, for you to pick up on your way out this morning. Christmas Eve is also around the corner. December 24th, and it's a Sunday this year. And so because it's on a Sunday, we have decided to keep our Christmas Eve service times the same time as any other Sunday. So our Christmas Eve service times will be at 9 and at 1045. You know, Christmas Eve is one of those moments that uh, is so easy to invite people. It's carols, it's candlelight, and it's an encouraging message. And this year, I'm going to be speaking about this, what's going on in the world, you know, with our heightened worry and anxiety about all that's going on. Could it be that there's a God that cares about those things that are going on? And so Christmas Eve is going to be just an incredible time, and I would encourage you to consider bringing someone with you. And then finally, just in the month of December, because there's a lot going on, the Sunday after that is New Year's Eve. And we are joining with uh, six churches collectively in Langley for a collective Sunday. And we're going to host it out of Southridge's facility, which is down 48th. Uh, GPS it. It's by, I think it's by like Langley Christian School. And so we're going to meet at Southridge. And it's going to be six churches together doing that service uh, on New Year's Eve. So I just want to get these in your calendar so you know when Christmas Eve is, when New Year's Eve service is, and for our Advent series. And to kick off Advent, we often launch with what we call Belief Sunday, and that is today. And so we have four local partners that we partner with, and we're going to hear some uh, highlights for them. We're going to have a conversation together. So I would love to welcome up our four local partners. If we could give them all a big TNF welcome. And let me give context as they make their way. Um, let me give context to what's happening this morning. So um, November is our month of generosity. And Believe Sunday, our, our local partnership Sunday, is our, is our moment of generosity. And um, and it's where we fundraise. No, you're good. Come on. Come on. I got a knee for you. How fun would that be? Um, it's where we fundraise um, $50,000, where we distribute that amongst our four local partners represented here 
Um, and we fundraise that just to give it away so that we can see the influence and impact of the gospel go forth into our city. Uh, our vision statement here is that we, we want to see everyone experience life and life to the full in the way of Jesus. Or in other words, other translations put it, it's the abundant life in the way of Jesus. And in order to do that and to be able to scale it, we have partnerships so that we can increase the impact and influence of that abundant life going into the lives of people. And we're going to hear stories about that this morning, which is really fun. And so I'm very much looking forward to that. And then at the end, um, we'll talk about what it looks like to be able to, as a community of people, people apprenticing under Jesus, what does it look like to contribute to the cause of Christ. So great. So I would love to start with our night shift partners. Hi. There's two of you. You come in numbers. This is great. Um, you, can, you can also have a microphone. Yeah. Um, why don't you give us uh, who you are? what Night Shift is all about. There's a lot of new people. I've been bringing lots of people. It's really fun. And, um, and they might not know what Night Shift is. Okay, that's cool. Thank you, uh, Pastor Catlin. I just met somebody new, actually, so that's cool. Uh, Night Shift Street Ministries is an outreach organization. We started in Surrey in the Wally neighborhood in 2004. And uh, we love this time of year because it's we're getting close to our birthday. Jesus first and then Night Shift. Uh, uh, we started January 4th, 2004, when our um, founder, who was a real estate uh, uh, marketing CEO and, and living a great life and making lots of money, um, had a really sleepless night wondering where people were sleeping in the middle of the storm, people who were without homes, people on the street, really tossed and turned. And she found herself saying, God, somebody should do something. And then there was that silence, and she whispered, um, oh, could that somebody be me? Uh, what she thought she was going to do was um, just go knock on the door of a local street church in Wally and insist that the pastor keep his doors open and create an overnight shelter. Um, but what he I love that, by the way. Yeah. I love when everyone has suggestions for the pastor. Right? <laughs> you That's it. I love that. <laughs> Pastor, I got an yeah. idea yeah. for you. <laughs> love that. Sorry, I had to jump in it's on that one. No, it's exactly what happened. Yeah. And yeah, she, love she, that. she jokes about it today. But this pastor was very smart. He must have known she was coming. And he said, okay, um, under one condition. Uh, you're in charge. And he dropped the keys of the church into her hand. And, um, yeah, so panic set in. Uh, because our founder, Marianne Connor, had never um, done this kind of work before, and she was terrified. And so <laughs> she called some friends uh, in the local church and said, hey, maybe you guys will come out and help me and make peanut butter sandwiches and serve hot coffee and, and bring some blankets. And that's what they did. So that started uh, January 4th, like I said. And what started as this little um, humble overnight emergency weather shelter has blossomed um, because of the local church um, into an organization that reaches out 365 nights a year with a hot meal wow. in Surrey. Yeah. And we do that four nights a week, hopefully soon five, in Langley. We've been doing that since 2017. We responded to need that we saw and then began to um, you know, consult with some people who are already doing great work yeah. in Langley. So, yeah, and many, many people at Town and Field are part of our teams in Langley, which we're incredibly thankful for. Uh, we will always have a foundation of a, of a hot meal outreach. 
uh, we've, uh, we've, we, we hand out clothing. Um, uh, we have a medical bus, which Town and Field was instrumental in helping us get off the ground. That's called the um, uh, Mobile Outreach Unit, MOU. Uh, and so that will offer um, volunteer registered nurses consulting mm -hmm. with people on the street who often don't want to yeah. go to a hospital yeah. or you know, keeping appointments is hard for any of us with homes. If you don't have a home, it yeah. can be almost impossible. So we do a lot of wound care. We do some, um, uh, we also have counseling. So uh, on a sliding scale fee, which pretty much means it's free yeah. uh, for anybody who's in need. And we do have a lot of people from the community accessing our um, counselors who are trained professionals. And we have a daytime drop-in center in Surrey, which is basically like if you're, if you know what it's like to go to your local coffee shop and meet with people that you know and connect with, that's what our wow. welcome center is like. It's just a place for people yeah. to come, uh, no barriers, have coffee, and connect. Wow. Yeah. I love that. That's a lot going on. It's yeah. powerful. The other thing um, for those in, uh, in our community here is our, our kitchen downstairs. Uh, we have a, a full-scale industrial kitchen down there. That, that's where the meals yeah. are made on the for the Langley outreach. And so our, that kitchen is used on the regular. In fact, this summer we had to do some upgrades in order to keep up to Fraser Health standards um, so that we can continue to do that. Yeah, and we want to thank you so much for doing uh, that. Yeah. Every, time you, every time you do a little something new in the outreach world, um, there is also bylaws and Fraser yep. Health and all yeah. kinds of you know, important regulations that we have to work around. And you guys yeah. were awesome. In, in just making sure that your kitchen is Fraser Health approved. Yeah. So you, you could do anything here now yeah. in your I kitchen. Know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. No, and, and you know, big, yeah, we, the kitchen team, Pastor Rich, all those people that did that, just Eugenie, I want to give honor. Eugenie, Eugenie. we want to thank I her. I saw her somewhere. <laughs> Where's she? There you are. She does a lot of cooking for a night shift. Man, you got treasure in heaven coming your way. Yeah. My goodness. You're good. Ah, Wow. Um, something also hit our radar uh, this past week, which was um, that Night Shift is looking for clothing for the winter season for those that you interact with on in, in the margins there on the streets. Yes. Yeah. So on um, on Sunday, December 17th, we're going to do a collection of winter clothing that we're going to give to Night Shift. And so um, mittens, toques coats, sweaters, things like that. Yes. So our, our next-gen ministries are going to do this too. Our kids, they're going to hear about this. Our students are going to hear about this. Um, but also for you in this room with me, um, Sunday, December 17th, if you got mittens, toques, coats, those kind of things, bring them, bring them on Sunday, December 17th. We're going to have a collection bin, and then we're going to pass that right to Night Shift so you guys have stuff to be able to give to, to yeah. people. Yeah. Amazing, thank you. And we have a new outreach vehicle in Langley, which we raised funds for um, earlier this year. Uh, we're having a little launch party for that, and hopefully lots of people from uh, our town and field teams will come. But that van will be equipped at the back with uh, space for handing out blankets and clothing. Um, so you will likely see a lot of the things that you brought in here coming out of the wow. back of that van wow. on your night. So thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. We... Um, I just want to say we don't need socks. We had a little bit of a sock, a, a big sock miracle. So we recently had 8,000 8, pairs of wow. socks. Wow. <laughs> so, so we got lots. Um, and we'll, we'll go through those quickly. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Brilliant. No socks, guys. <laughs> Keep your socks. That's uh, great. Yeah. So 
Uh, don't don't want to. Yeah, you know, yeah, we don't. Yeah. Commandeer all the time here, but um, I'm here with uh, Hannah, my colleague, who is our uh, communications manager, and her and I um, saw over the years how much the church uh, has supported night shift, and um, so Hannah has something for Catlin and for the people oh. of Town and Field. Yeah, so in 2021, I'll just hand this yeah. to you Yeah, oh, now. thank you. <laughs> but yeah, in 2021, we started our Church's Care um, project where we interview uh, members of your church. Um, I don't know who we spoke to from town and field. It was in 2021. But um, yeah, we basically just wrote a little write-up. We have a plaque for you just to express our um, appreciation and to celebrate your contribution for... Wow. Um, yeah, just helping us out so much. And um, yeah, we couldn't do what we do without the support of the local churches. Um, and so yeah, Town and Field has been integral to our ministry. So thank you. Wow, thank you. It's really like the people here that give their time talents um, that deserve that and, and that recognition. Thank you guys so much. Night shift is, is what you guys are doing special. Dean, um, we'd love to talk about youth stuff. Youth Unlimited. Here, why don't we get you, you guys go. For those that haven't met Dean, this is Dean Clausen. He's part of our community here on staff at Youth Unlimited, one of our four partners. So give us a little bit about um, what Youth Unlimited is. Youth Unlimited is an organization that's been around for uh, about 75 years. It used to be known as Youth for Christ. And we work with young people who have no contact with the church, the vulnerable, the at-risk, those kids generally who fall through the margins. Uh, whether they are in a local high school or whether they're on the street, uh, whatever their uh, sort of particular interests are, we generally have a program or something uh, that fits for, uh, for them. And our, our desire is to be that significant adult in their life that they, don't, uh, that they don't have. The statistics are that if a young person, they, they have a 70% chance of success in life if they have a significant adult in their life. Which is, quite, which is quite significant when you think, it's, it, it's, it's very compelling. And then one of the things I often say to people is, think about when you were 15, 16, or 17. Did you have a significant adult in your life? It may have been a coach, it may have been a teacher, it may have been somebody else. And if you did, what difference did that make? If you didn't, what difference do you think that would have made? Okay. That's what our staff do. They are that significant adult to those kids who don't have one. And it starts in a variety of, uh, of ways. And the first thing is just people knowing your name. I'm sure Night Shift knows that. When the yeah. people come, it's important that someone says, hi, Bill, hi, Charlie. You're, you're known. And you want to have a sense of belonging, like you matter. When kids come and they say, hey, we haven't seen you for a while. They're just blown away that someone cares. Staff, some of the kids will say to staff, like, why do you care? No one else does. And then part of it, too, is in that will be safety, to be heard. Yeah. Yeah. 
very important that they do that. Again, that's what a significant uh, adult is. So we're in eight different municipalities around Greater Vancouver. Uh, our age range basically is 10 to 25, so we are active in some elementary schools. And the reason we go up to 25 is some of the kids that we're involved with, they have no one else that belongs to them, and they age out of the system a lot of times. But they still need that. You are their, their life giver, so that's what we're about. And I'm going to read something very brief that just describes who it is that we are and what it is that we do. And this is from Roxy. And this is her experience um, with, with that. And it says, my mom has concerns about Christians pushing their religion on me because that's what happened when my siblings were in a Christian foster home. But at Youth Unlimited, we have always felt respected in our beliefs. Maybe that's why I feel comfortable going to a meal and Bible studies each week. I believe there is a God out there. When I was a kid, I thought God would just appear and listen to me when I prayed and that I would be able to sense his presence. Bible studies and prayer times have only confirmed my understanding of Jesus. I'm genuinely curious about the stories in the Bible and what they mean. Our discussions allow me to share my opinions without feeling judged. Like my idea that Jesus is a white guy with a beard and long flowing hair like Obi-Wan Kenobi from Star Wars. Our Bible study is a conversation where everyone is welcome to talk freely. That's what we do. We're very much relationship-oriented, and that's right from one of the kids. That's what we do. Wow. Yeah, that's really good. Um, I know recently you guys had your Unite Outside night. Can you give us a little bit about that? That was very cool. Uh, it was very cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it was zero. It was uh, very. It yeah. was, oh, it was, I see. Yeah. It, it was, was very. Yeah. It was very cool. Yes, we had. Uh, There's 225 of us who had the opportunity to spend one night, eight hours, of trying to understand what it is that a person who is on the streets may feel like in one in one night. Right. It was not about curing homelessness. It was about giving people an understanding of what that would be to roll out your, your sleeping bag on a piece of cardboard, roll out your sleeping bag, and you're not comfortable, you're cold. But we had the advantage because there was a bathroom that we could go to, and we didn't have to worry about our things being stolen. We were in a group of... 200 people, so we weren't alone. But as people were laying there and thinking about it, I remember one of them said at 2.30 in the morning going, I am never, ever going to do this again. And then the thought comes into their head, wow. but I have a choice in that. Right. Wow. And it's not so much of what it's like at 3 in the morning or 4 in the morning. It's at six in the morning and you realize, okay, I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna have a shower and something to eat. People, kids that we work with have to function every day like this. Yeah. And it was just, for some people, it's just like, whoa. That is just like unbelievable. And it's true. 
And uh, we're glad there's other organizations like Nate Shift feeding them and doing that. We're trying to work with these kids who either are on the street or one step away yeah. from being there. Wow. So that's what we're that's what we're about. I love that. I feel like that just brings um, to the heart of what you fell into is. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. Um, so glad you're part of our community. So glad you're doing what you're doing and the reach that Youth Unlimited has um, is brilliant and all that God's doing through that. And so thank you for, um, for sharing. Yeah. I, I want to give a shout out to Kevin and Esther Zanelli. Esther's six and this is her third year that she slept out. Okay, wow, that's great. Impressive. Let's, Four. Well, let's go for four. Well, there you go. Nobody's too old or nobody's too young. Yeah, that's it. Um, hope for women. Maybe if you want to pass one of the mics, doesn't? Yeah, that's great. Maybe let's introduce yourself. What is hope for women, and what are some things that you've seen seen this year? So my name is Lisa Block, and um, I have been the site manager in the Langley Hope for Women Pregnancy Services since 2017. Um, so what Hope for Women does, for those of you that don't know, should I switch mics? Yeah, maybe switch, maybe switch mics. So Hope for Women is a pregnancy nope. care center. That didn't help us. <laughs> that didn't help us. Maybe I just need to hold it further away. Is that better? Maybe actually closer so then he can turn you down. Okay. Closer so is always better. Hope for Women is a pregnancy care center. And what we do is we come alongside women and families that are facing unexpected pregnancy um, often pregnancy loss as well. So we have um, a variety of, of different programs. The first one would we call options counseling. So people find themselves pregnant, they weren't expecting to be, and um, they're looking at what their options are. Uh, many times they are, basically they've made the decision to, um, to get an abortion, but we encourage them to come in for information. So we sit with them and um, just lay out what the options look like uh, for the ones that are pretty strongly considering abortion. We want them to understand what, um, you know, what happens in an abortion procedure, what the physical risks are, what the emotional risks are, and then just give them space to talk through the conflict because we know that um, often there's uh, our heads saying one thing, our hearts saying another, and we want to just give them the space to, um, to process that out. And then we have um, a baby boutique, which would be for um, women and families in, the, in, well, Langley, Surrey, pretty much anywhere. We have a lot of different clients that come from all over the place um, to access baby supplies. So maternity and baby supplies up until baby's two years old. And we've, we've, gone, we've gone past that for a lot of clients. We had one of our clients who lost her baby around six months. Um, she had two children, and, and the one of them passed away, and, and uh, her oldest is now five, and we still, we still help them because we just know that they need, they need the support and they need the community, and, and that it means something to them to be able to come into Hope for Women. So uh, diapers, wipes, maternity clothes, car seats, strollers. Um, anyone who, who feels a financial, like the financial reason to to have an abortion, we want to be able to take that off the table for them. So we try to offer them whatever they think they might need. 
Uh, we have a program called Beyond the Bump that's a postpartum program. Uh, it's a four-week mentorship program, so one of our mentors will meet with um, the woman before she has her baby, and then for the four weeks postpartum, brings in a meal, providing a cleaning service, a lactation consultant if needed, but just really to ease the transition into motherhood. So it's a really beautiful program and definitely needed by a lot of people in the community. Uh, we have a program called Reclaimed, which is a post-abortion counseling program. So for women that are struggling with um, just the impact of an abortion, um, sometimes they come to us like fairly soon after an abortion and sometimes it's years later, but just kind of facilitating a healing process for them and just walking through a, a, a book that we use. Um, we have uh, ultrasound service, so recreational ultrasound. Uh, we have a, a sexual health program that goes into high schools. A lot of public schools have had our, um, our presentations and they've reached thousands of, um, of students. And um, we even have a a program for men, uh, a mentorship program to, to be able to support them too if, if they need that. So it's kind of the overview of what we wow. do. Wow. Okay, that's super cool. I didn't know about the high school thing and, and the yeah. curriculum, that's very cool. I know, it's amazing because because the program meets all of the requirements of the of the mm -hmm. curriculum in uh, high school. So they're able to, to get in and uh, talk about you know things on a deeper level. Yeah, wow, very cool, mm -hmm. very cool. Um, that's so fun, and I know um, it, for the our, for the facility here, I know gets used. I know there's there's groups of, of moms that come and meet, and, and that's really brilliant. Yeah, we have actually we have a moms group that meets at Town and Field every second Tuesday. So, um, yeah, we try to open up to as many people as as possible, and we get to use the family room back there, and it's amazing. Um, so one of the things that I wanted to just mention is how much Town and Field has actually meant to Hope for Women. So one of the things that you guys so into with your Believe campaign is our Google AdWords. So um, I would say that over 90% of the women that come to Hope for Women, if not like over 95, find us on Google. And we that wouldn't happen without Town and Field. Um, they're directly so into. Um, having us at the top of the Google search. So had a client recently, she's like, I did not even know that you guys existed. And she had been so impacted by just being able to come in. She came in with her husband and they were able to just kind of lay it all out, talk about all their fears and concerns and, yeah. and just had no idea that we even existed. So that's like a huge thing that um, the Town and Field does. They also have um, sewn into, or you, not they, <laughs> So are you guys uh, have sewn into our ultrasound program. So just giving women an opportunity to see their baby and yeah. make that connection. It's a window into the womb, right? So mm -hmm. a lot of times they, they think, you know, a, a clump of cells and what they see on the screen is completely different than that. So it, it is a really powerful tool as well. And then the other beautiful thing about Town and Field is that, um, well, you, you you buy us strollers and car seats and, and uh, we're able to provide that for so many of our clients. And if I ever have a client that just has this like uh, a need that I just, I know we can't provide, Town and Field is one of the first places I reach out to. We had a client that was just really struggling, needed some groceries. So I emailed Rich and he's like, no problem, like we can help. And I just, it's so, it's so amazing just to, to know that you guys are 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 with us, yeah. and um, just in uh, in the fall we had our um, we we do some fundraisers through the year, but uh, this is called our gala. It's one of our main fundraisers, and we celebrated ten years of Hope for Women, and uh, 
the beautiful thing about that is we also celebrated the number 172. So in 10 years of Hope for Women being open and functioning, 172 women have chosen life for their babies. And you all are part of that too. Wow, wow. yeah, it's powerful. Um, no, it's really powerful. I, you know, there's so many days I come in and then there's like boxes with strollers and I'm waiting for somebody to pick up from your team and, and, uh, and it's, it's brilliant what this partnership has done and I love seeing the moms group here and I love that the facility, um, it's, it's so fun, man. When I came to Townfield a couple years ago, I was like, it's so amazing we have a building and people thought that's a given but I had come from the urban setting where everybody leases a space. So you only get it for the time you lease it. And, um, and I think that one of the greatest assets that um, mo three out of our four partners is using regularly is the facility from counseling rooms to the kitchen to cook meals and then for moms to come and meet. And, um, and so I love that it's not just, hey, here's, we're just raising funds. It's like, it's this real integration of, of four, five ministries counting our community coming together for the, for the sake of the gospel in Langley and beyond. Yeah, and even just the counseling service that you guys have running out of, out of uh, Town and Field, um, we've sent clients, yeah. um, and, and Town and Field helps uh, yeah. cover the cost of their counseling, and, and that's invaluable to them, because yeah. it's so hard for, for people to find counseling, especially when they're already struggling in, in whatever ways. It's, yeah. a, it's a huge thing, and just knowing that um, these types of organizations exist, and and for even for us to be able to hear from each other, like that was the most wow. beautiful thing last year was for me to hear from each of you guys and just go like, wow, it's so amazing, um, mm. you know, what you'll do. Yeah, yeah, and I love that. I remember when that conversation came up, like, can we, can we bring relationship between the partners? And that's where we know some of you, the women you're working with, um, there was just a, a need for counseling. And then we're like, well, we have, we, we're partnered with Burnaby Counseling Group that uses, that has counseling space here in the building. And then it was connecting women to counselors with Burnaby Counseling. And then also this just beautiful thing of the kingdom just inter, interweaving, interwoving, in, yep. coming together, right? <laughs> and, um, and it's just this, it's just this beautiful relationship that's, that's taking place since the kingdom advancing so that people can experience abundant life in the way of yeah. Jesus. And, yeah, it's brilliant. Thank you for all that you guys do at Hope for Women. It's powerful, and um, and and you're 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 going into um, people's lives, and it's, it's it's not always simple, and it's not always uh, some. It's very difficult, and and um, the courage it takes to to step into that that intercession space of coming alongside women. And just thank you for partnering with us. It's yeah. it's huge. Yeah, it's our honor. Yeah. Burnaby Counseling Group, oh, we're so glad you're here. Um, I have so much I would love to say about what you guys are doing, but I'll let you introduce yourself and then um, a little bit about what, what that looks like. Yes, thank you, Catlin. My name is David Lee. I'm one of the therapists at Burnaby Counseling Group. And just sitting here listening to these stories, I feel right at home because we're also part of a ministry that slows down with people, seeks to be present, and just to um, share our love and Christ's love with them. Um, we're a nonprofit counseling agency. We started 45 years ago um, at a church called Burnaby Christian Fellowship with a young pastor and psychologist, Patty Duclo, who had a vision for creating spaces where people who are struggling and often alone can be met with compassion, 
presence and therapeutic guidance and um, to be a light in the community, both in the church as well as outside of the church. And it's been our privilege to carry on that legacy um, and to do so with courage as um, you know, Burnaby Counseling Group started 45 years ago, uh, back when counseling wasn't as prevalent nor dealing with personal mental health or relational issues were far, far more stigmatized yeah. you know, than they are today. And um, just the courage and love that they led with is what we continually seek to wow. um, embody. Um, and so through God's enabling in 2023, um, we've been able to provide over, or we will have by the end of the year, we project um, over 8,000 counseling services in our three campuses, uh, Burnaby, Langley here at Town and Field, and Kelowna, um, and over, and about 650 of which have taken place here um, at wow. Town and Field. Yeah. And, um, you know, through God's provisions to be able to, um, you know, provide one of the things that are um, dear to us, which is to make counseling more accessible. So we've been able to, uh, through God's provision and through the generosity of our partner churches and various other donors, to provide over $50,000 in subsidies and at Town and Field specifically, over 2,000 is what we project for the end of the year in being able to um, make counseling more accessible to um, the people that would be able to make use of it. Um, and one story that I can share from one of our um, clients, we had our 45th anniversary event uh, earlier this fall, mm. and um, this woman bravely shared her testimony at this event, and I'm just gonna uh, tell you a little bit about her. Um, so she was a woman, woman who, in 2021, in um, Easter, lost her 18-year-old adopted daughter uh, to suicide. And in her desperation and in her, in her pain, um, her pastor made a suggestion for her to seek some counseling support. And she took that uh, suggestion, and she met with JY, one of our therapists. And in the beginning, she was seeking to try to fix herself, fix her grief, fix her sense of loss, but in her work with JY, she began to see that loss cannot be fixed and that there's nothing to fix. All I can do, she said, is to grow in it, not dwell in the pain, but let God use it to make me grow. And she went on, almost 30 years of being a Christian and God has never been so real to me. I can only attest to how he listens to my cry and surrounds me and my family with unfailing grace and love. My immense grief has brought me to a place of grace, God's grace, and much realization. Never have I felt so much pain and sorrow, yet never have I felt so much love and grace. Never have I felt so broken and vulnerable, yet never have I felt so secure as a beloved child of God, just as I am. Never have I feared darkness and death to this extent, yet never has my faith in God's salvation been so strong. Although some days are still very hard, I know by God's grace and the support that he has given me through people like JY, I can move forward and learn to cry and laugh at the same time. And she concluded by saying, and last but not least, I wanna take this opportunity to not only thank my counselor and the Burnaby Counseling Group, but also to encourage everyone who is struggling with mental health, please know that you're not alone. There are many good counselors out there who are like angels sent from heaven, trained and ready to walk alongside you. Although the journey is tough, you're not alone, no matter how dark some moments may get. That darkness is only temporary. It will get brighter because our God is true and faithful. And this was a powerful testimony and encouragement that, that 
I think we all echo, that I want to yeah. echo, yeah. that we may experience great pain and aloneness, but that there are people around us who are yeah. willing and able to help. That's mm -hmm. really good. Yeah. Um, I have some numbers. Thank you for um, the person on your team that sent this to me. Um, in, I just wanted to give us, I just wanted to quantify this a little bit. Uh, in our partnership this year uh, with Burnaby Counseling Group, in, uh, and I love that your Langley campus is out of this building, hours conducted from January to October, so these stats are up to October, 556 hours, um, subsidized sessions, 28 sessions, subsidized amounts um, to date up to October was 1,300. Over the five years of partnership, total hours conducted of counseling, uh, almost 2,200 hours, subsidized sessions over the last five years, uh, almost 270 counseling sessions, subsidized amount uh, in dollar figures, um, almost $15,000 um, in, in subsidized counseling. Uh, this is going to mark five years of partnership, and we've raised $50,000 for this will be fifth year. That's going to total a quarter of a million dollars, given away to four local partners. Um, and it's a significant um, investment into the kingdom, and then that's why I love hearing stories of what God's doing through our partners. And hearing what he's doing in people um, living in the margins, um, women, you know, who are all of a sudden coming to this moment where they have an unexpected pregnancy and what do I do? And people facing all sorts of circumstances, that, you know, under the sun and, and mental health crisis and, and where do I go? And, and youth living in the margins and, you know, homeless or one step away from homeless. And, um, and the gospel and the presence of God is coming into their world because somebody cares, and they care because Jesus first cared. Ain't that true? And Jesus first cared, and Jesus first made the way. Why? Because we're about to see this in Advent, because Jesus incarnated himself, came to meet people where they're at, not get better and meet me once you're all better. Jesus incarnated himself to meet people where they're at. And the thing that I love about our four partners is everything they're doing is meeting people where they're at. Life's not what you pictured, but we're here with you in it. And I love that. And it's so that people can experience the abundant life that's only found in the way of Jesus. And we get to increase our influence and the impact of the gospel through these partnerships. And even as we said, like the partners partnering. And yeah. Yeah. And on that note, Catlin, just with partnerships, we're very grateful for this partnership uh, with Town and Field Church. And I think it's so important to us and helpful for us because, and I imagine my uh, friends here can testify, but um, for us, you know, I think our core identity and our calling is, has to do with relationships, yeah. with God and with each other mm -hmm. and with others. And so um, just to have partners in ministry, we see ourselves as therapists, as partners with, with each other yeah. doing this work as we seek to be a light in the darkness. Wow. And so just to have you partner with us where we can do this kingdom work together is a great source of encouragement and strength where we know we have your um, support, prayers, interests. Um, you believe in our work, which we're grateful for. You champion our work, mm -hmm. which we're grateful for. And you allow us to walk alongside the people that you care for and that you may point our way as we can slow down together yeah. um, in counseling care. Um, and not to mention the financial support that you give to those who can access our services, yeah. um, which is a huge help to them, which I personally know about as a young pastor back then when that kind of support was greatly helpful in being able to um, move through those seasons. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and lastly, just to give the space. You know, this is a lovely church. It's a lovely church as well as a lovely building that you all share with us. And as you open your doors to us um, with the hospitality that you extend, we get to extend that same hospitality to the clients that walk through our doors. And so just the gift of space and to be able to have presence in this space is an invalu invaluable gift. Yeah. So we're very grateful. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Here's, here's how I'd love to end our time together. I'd love to pray for our partners. Um, and when we do, here's what I'd love to do as a sign of unity. I'd love for everyone just to extend an arm towards our partners as we pray for them. So why don't we do that now, if you're willing, no obligation, but why don't you extend an arm as a sign of unity as we pray for them and all that God wants to do in 2024. So God, we thank you for your gospel, which goes forward. We're thankful that you first came as a baby and incarnate and moved into the neighborhood and interacted with people in the neighborhood and, and moved into the messiness of people's lives. And here we are, God, living out by the indwelling of your spirit, living out with power, God, that same cause, that same heart, God, to see people who are far from you, people who are in circumstances and situations be drawn into the abundant life that's found in you, God. And we pray, God, for favor in 2024 for our four partners, God, for these ministries and the people that um, serve in these ministries and are employed in these ministries, God, and the influence and the impact that you're having through them, God. I pray even that you would multiply it in Jesus' name. Come on, amen, amen. Great. Can we give a big thank you to our partners? Yeah, you can make your way. And as they do, <coughs> our team's going to lead us in a time of response. I want to just share a quick story as we conclude our, our interviews. Uh, I've been thinking about this idea of increasing the impact and the influence and this idea of how the gospel goes forward in such unique ways. And I was reminded of a story that took place five months ago. And many of you know this, but some of you don't. So for the sake of not leaving anyone behind, before I came to town and feel like I had founded and pastored some student ministries in the city, in particular one, uh, and uh, had pastored that for 12 years. In June, at the end of June, one of the young men that was in grade 12 had just graduated. And that young man, his dad had been a pastor on staff as well. And he had graduated, he got uh, enrolled, he, he got his acceptance to SFU, he's gonna be, he should be in SFU right now, studying at the Burnaby campus. But at the end of June, he went to the church building. And at the church building, this young man took his life and was a victim of suicide. And I got called as his pastor. Look, I wasn't employed there, but your employment doesn't dictate who you pastor. And as his pastor, I got called. And they say, Kat, this young man had taken his life at the building. And so I go to the building the next day, and they had already, they were so quick, the team was so quick at, at responding, and they had set up three or four days in a row of, of counseling. The first day was with the staff, and I joined them with my old staff. 
Then the next few days, because it's a large youth group with a lot of students, they, they, they split it amongst a few days where they invited students and parents to come and counsel into group counseling. And so I went for multiple days to join them. I cleared my schedule and I went to join students in counseling. And when I went on the first day, I turned the corner into one of the hallways where staff were starting to go into a room. And I see the staff in Burnaby counseling. And I was, I was shocked. I, I recognized the lady. I can't remember her name. And I sa- she says, Pastor Callan. And I said, yeah. And uh, I said, yes, my old church. And I was like, that was my student. And she handled the, the group counseling of the staff. Then the next day I went to join the students in their group counseling. And another staff man- member of Burnaby Counseling Group was there. And in particular, their staff member that works with young people. And he was handling all the counseling of the young people and their families. And then I was like, dude, this is a lot. How are you going to do multiple days? He's like, well, we got more of our staff coming to alleviate me for the next sessions. And I thought for me, I I was just like, man, this is so, this is in, in, in the middle of such a tragedy. This is such a cool God moment where he has released into impact and influence, releasing people that we partner with to come alongside and counsel and journey with people who have come through uh, an intense emotional period of loss and grief. And I thought, you know what's so cool? In this moment of grief, you know what's such a, a blessing is that the people at my old church don't know this community, but it's this community that's raising funds, that's partnering, that's praying with our partners, and then our partners are released to do ministry where they're called. And the only reason that church could respond so quickly was they called Burnaby Counseling Group. Hey, this just happened. And they said, they said we'll come in, we'll, we'll manage it all. We'll take care of it. And I just thought in this moment when we're talking with our partners, I just thought it's such a, it's a story that, that shows the influence and the impact of the kingdom, of the work of Jesus through people's lives. Not just in our space and in our building where they're counseling people, but all of a sudden they get to be released in a night shift. They get to go meet with people in the margins and Youth Unlimited engaging uh, with students who are also in the margins, maybe not on the street, but in the margins of society. And hope for women who are engaging with women who find themselves in a, in a, in a place in life with an unexpected pregnancy. And I was, I was moved on that day when I walked in and I saw the staff of Burnaby Counseling Group. Like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to manage this cat. It's like, oh, wow. And I felt like I wanted just to tell you that story. So that we as a community of people know that what God is doing through this place, through our, this community, through you, is having reach beyond what you see. Because you weren't there with me on those days where I was with those people. But you need to know that you were having, because of what God's doing through your life, you're having greater impact and influence and Jesus is doing something through you. And I want you to know that. I think there's good days coming for us, church. I think Believe Sunday is such a, such a cool moment we get. But I also just want to encourage you that the presence of God is already going ahead of us to places that we don't see. And I often will say to people when I talk to them that you have more influence and impact than you realize. Because sometimes we, uh, we, we think, oh, God's not doing it through my life. Uh, but he is. Sometimes it's just not seen. 
He's doing it. Amen? Amen. Come on, can we stand? Let's respond. I love this song. The team's going to lead us in. There's the bridge that says, it says, shout it. Can we, uh, it's a lost cause. <laughs> I love that bridge, Nathan. It's like, shout it. Can we shout it? That Langley and Surrey would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Amen?
sorrow and dead in my sin Lost without hope with no place to begin Love made a way to let mercy come When death was arrested in my life Ash was redeemed only
go, a couple quick thoughts. How are we going to do this? Well, when you go online or when you, the ways in which you give, there's an option for Believe campaign, Believe Sunday, on the website, on the app, or in the giving boxes. If you do that, you can write Believe Sunday. And that's how we're going to do this together. That's how we're going to raise these funds to give away, to be generous in our month of generosity. And as you go this week, I just want to remind you, let's be encouraged that because of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, for those people that have said yes to Jesus, you have more impact and influence than you realize. Amen? Have an amazing week this week, and we'll see you next week.